Lord. <clears throat> We're a small but powerful little church on a hill, on Lord Hill. <laughs> Amen? A small but powerful little church on Lord Hill. And every one of us is a child of God. Amen? Every one of us, Jesus went to the cross for. Every one of us, Jesus shed his blood for. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today represents the pinnacle of all Christianity. Today, this day, our rose and Savior rose victoriously for all, for all, for all peoples, tribes, and tongues, for everybody. Amen. Amen. He did it for you. He did it for me. And he did it. For all eternity. I'm going to share with you from 1 Corinthians. This is the Apostle Paul. Teaching the Corinthians. He says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took this bread. If we can hold up the bread that represents his body. He took this bread... And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the body and let us just partake of it now. Let us all lift up the cup. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us partake of the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Today we remember Christ. Today we remember all what he's done. Today he set us all free thousands of years ago for those that accept Him and believe in Him. Today is the day for victory. Amen? Amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Let's give Him a good praise. Amen? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here, I'll take it. I got it. I got it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, you guys can be dismissed. There goes half the congregation. (laughs) 
Which is not a bad thing, amen? It's a good thing. Thank you, Lord. Joel, we ready with the video? (laughs) We're going to play a little video. God's a strip down there. That's over in Sri Lanka. Well, we'll pray for the Christians. Keep them lifted up in prayer. The Bible says pray for the saints that are around the world that are being persecuted. You know, it's one thing about the Christian faith. It's the most persecuted faith in the world. More people have died for that cross right there for that testimony of Jesus than any other religion in the world. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. (laughs) Right? Between Google and God. God knows more. Amen? Amen. All right, let's, let's, I got, I wanted you to share this video before we actually get it started, Joe. This guy, S.M. Lockridge, Lockenridge. You know what the SM stands for? This is his first name, Shadrach. His middle name was Meshach, and his last name was Lockridge. He was born in 1913. He died in 2000. Before he passed, he would preach this every Friday. Every good Friday. And you know, we're so busy in our lives anymore. that you know, I'm, I'm working on Friday, and I'm thinking... About halfway done with the day, and it's like, this is Good Friday. This is Good Friday. This is the day that Jesus was nailed to the cross. I should be down here at the altar on my knees in tears. Because I'm not worthy for what he did. But he found me worthy. So... I actually heard this on Family Life because all my truck radios are tuned to it. I wish I could just block every other channel out, you know, and just leave it right on Family Life. <laughs> but anyway, so they, they played this around lunchtime, and I was just, just gave me goosebumps, and it just stuck in my spirit. And I haven't, and I've been listening to it every morning. But go ahead and let's play it. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter's asleep. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd Mary's crying Peter is denying but they don't know that Sundays are coming it's Friday the Romans beat my Jesus they robe him in scar they crown him with thorns but they don't know that Sundays come. coming it's Friday 
see Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood dripping, his body stumbling, and his spirit's burden. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning. And evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raised him up next to criminals. It's Friday. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. But they don't know. It's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross. Feeling forsaken by his father. Left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday, the earth trembles, the sky grows dark, my king yields his spirit. It's Friday, hope is lost, death has won, sin has conquered, and Satan's just a laugh. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard. And a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It is only Friday. Sunday is a coming. Wasn't that awesome? That's pretty powerful right there. That's the truth what happened right there. That is the truth. That happened. It wasn't just documented in this book called the Bible. It's been documented by many, many a people. Amen? Well, I'm telling you, today it's Sunday. Hallelujah! It's Sunday! They don't know what was coming on Friday, but Sunday has arrived. Amen? It's Sunday. The earthquake once more, violently. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and he rolled back that stone. And he sat on it as if it was a small task. Oh, it's Sunday. For the guard who stood watch were so afraid of the angel, who looked like lightning, Shining as white as the sun. Shook. Those guards shook like dead men, the Bible tells us. Oh, it's Sunday. Two women woke early. While it was still dark, they brought spices to anoint the body of our Jesus Christ, 
who laid in a tomb. Mary Magdalene, who Jesus drove out seven demons. And Mary, the mother of James, went with her. And while they approached that tomb, the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. The Jesus who was crucified has risen. He is not here. Oh, it's Sunday. Amen. Amen. While they were on their way, they were afraid yet filled with joy as they ran to tell the disciples. The guards who were at the tomb went into the city and reported to the chief priest what had happened. Were afraid. They were afraid they were going to lose their lives. Because the body of Jesus was gone. Oh, it's Sunday. The chief priest, they're still devising a scheme and a plan. They don't know what to do. They come up with a plan that the disciples stole the body, they told them, to tell the guards. Go tell the governor that the disciples have stole the body of Jesus. Because if the truth were to get out that he rose, there'd be a riot throughout all of Jerusalem. And their reign would end. Oh, it's Sunday. The priests pay off the soldiers. They give them a large sum of money, it says in the Bible, to go tell the governor. And they tell him, it'll be all right with you. You just stick to this story. You know that story of the disciples stealing the body of Jesus? That's still being manipulated around the world today. And you know what the funniest thing is? It's right there in the Word. The Bible tells us about it. For those doubters, for those unbelievers, they got to make up some kind of excuse because they don't believe in the supernatural power of God that it can change a man and quicken his heart like that. That's what Jesus did to me years ago on a park bench when I was homeless, a drug addict, and lost. The kids all know the story. They're laughing now. Because I've said it before, it's true. I had my Emmaus encounter right there in Salt Lake City, Utah, when I was down to nothing. And I heard the Lord speak into my ear. He said, you need to go home, or you're going to die, or you're going to end up in jail. That's how much the Lord cares for you. But he gave me a choice. And I believe I chose wisely because my life hasn't been the same yet. And just like today, he gives every one of us a choice. You're either going to serve him in eternity or you're going to serve him in hell. And I don't mean to scare you, but that's the truth. That's the truth. You choose whom this day who you will serve. You can't serve both God and Satan. Jesus went to the cross for all of us. He shed his blood for all of us, even when we weren't unworthy. I wasn't worthy. I'm still not worthy. 
My righteousness, the Bible says, is like filthy rags. Amen. But Jesus still died for me. And he died for you. And his blood set me free from all that. Oh, it's Sunday. The apostles didn't know what to do. Just like we saw up there in the video, they were running around like chickens with their head cut off because their shepherd was, was gone. They put all their hope into Jesus and they seen him die on the cross, buried in a tomb. They didn't know what to do. They were still mourning their loss. The two Marys told them about Jesus, but they didn't believe the women. Because it seemed like nonsense to them. You know what? This Bible, to a lot of people, is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. How can it be that a man can be raised from the grave on the third day? You know, I still find that amazing. When they saw Jesus raise Lazarus on the third day, when they saw Jesus heal the leopards, ten of them, and only one came back to give him praise, let's not be like the other nine. Let's be like that one. God is looking for that one. You're that one. He's chasing you. He's chastising you. He's he's on your back. And he's not going to let you go because his will is not that one be lost, but to all come into salvation through the Son of God. Amen? I'm sorry. I'm fired up. I got to get fired up. My spirit's burning inside me. I can feel my innards trembling. Because it's Sunday. Our God has rose from the dead. Victoriously. Amen. The men didn't believe the women. Thought it was nonsense. I'm ashamed of the men that they weren't there at the grave with the women. Why didn't they get up early? Why didn't they go out there to see? Why didn't they go with them? Who was going to roll the stone back? How were they going to get into the tomb? You think the guards would have let them in? No, the guards guards wouldn't have let them in. Pilate said, you stand guard over that tomb. Because the prophecy says that on the third day this man's going to rise. It's funny that they believed it, but the disciples doubted it. The chiefs had had Pilate, the chief priests had Pilate put all their guards around. You know, the penalty from leaving their post was death back then. That's why they didn't go right to the governor and tell him. They went to the chief priest to kind of make up a story. They were afraid of their lives. Those guards were. Oh, it's Sunday. (laughs) It's Sunday. When Peter heard the report, he went a-running. When he reached the tomb, he saw the strips of linen lying there by themselves. And he went a-wondering of what had just happened. 
He still didn't know. Do you know my wife told me this morning that you know when you sit at the table and you have your handkerchief and you fold the handkerchief up and you place it there on your plate, that means that you're coming back. That means that you're that means you're telling your servants that you're coming back. If you just take your handkerchief and you threw it down in there, the custom was that you were done. You weren't coming, you were done with your meal, you weren't coming back. But it says they found the facial handkerchief of Jesus laying there all nice and folded up. Representing that he's coming back. He's coming back, church. He's coming back. He's coming back for you and for me, just like he said in his word. He's coming back on a white horse. On the clouds. And you know what it says in the Bible? That every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And when I mean every, that means for believer and non-believer. When Jesus rose, that earthquake shook the ground so violently. Just like it did when he died, the earthquake shook the ground violently. It says in the end times that there's going to be famines and quakes all around the place. We can see the signs. Even for the unbelievers, they can see the signs that things aren't right. It's all right there in your Bible. It's all been written. The two were on their way to Emmaus. They were downcast about all the things that had happened in Jerusalem. They were downcast. They were walking in like, I can't believe it. Our Jesus, this is what we put all our hope in. We put all our hope in Jesus. And now he's gone. He was supposed to save us from all this Roman oppression. He was supposed to save his people. He was supposed to be victorious. And now I saw him on the cross dead. And they laid him in the tomb and rolled a stone over it. Now what are we going to do? He must not have been the one. I can hear, I can visualize it. I can hear them thinking this in their minds. So what does Jesus do? Suddenly Jesus comes up from behind them. It's like, who are you talking, what are you talking about? Jesus said to them, how foolish you are. And how slow to heart. To believe all that the... How slow to heart are you? Think about that for a second. I don't want to just bypass that. How slow to heart are we not to believe? How slow to heart are we to just get on with our everyday lives like it's nothing? How slow to heart are we To believe all that the prophets have spoken of. All the prophets have spoken of that day on the cross. All the prophets have spoken about the third day when he was going to rise victoriously. And they just forgot all about it. They forgot all about his teachings. 
And they still couldn't believe in their carnal minds. He said to them, he's like reminding them, he's like, come on, what did I teach you? Come on, what did I teach you? Haven't you been with me for three years? Don't you know that I even told you that the Christ would suffer and on the third day be risen? He said, not only did I say it, but the prophets have said it. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? How long for some to believe? How long for some to believe? It'll be too late when Jesus comes back on a horse. And you see him then. He's not going to say to you, Oh, so now you believe. He's going to say it's too late. And there's many that go down the road that's wide. It says, narrow is the path. And that pathway is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's only one way to get to heaven. And that's through Jesus. No man enters the gate except through Jesus. None. There's no other way. It's not by my goodness. It's not by my strength. It's by my surrender to our Savior. I can't earn my way to heaven. I can't can't force my way into heaven with all my strength, which is nothing compared to God who birthed the Son with His mouth when He spoke into creation. And if you were really in space and you looked down at the earth, it would look like a speck of dust. But yet His eye is on Jerusalem. And he calls you a child. And he knows every hair on your head. And every hair not on your head. <laughs> Sorry, that's my son. I had to pick out my son-in-law there for a second. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Joe, you can edit that. I'll give you permission to edit that, okay? Thank you, Lord. But he knows you better than you know yourself. He created you. Before you were in your mother's womb, he said he knew you. He said he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He formed you just just as you are. You are perfectly formed by God. You are perfectly chosen by God. And you know what's amazing is we live in such an amazing time of prophecy being fulfilled all around us. And that he chose you to live in such a time as this. And I believe we are in the end times. I don't know when Jesus is coming. I don't. It says no man knows the, the day or the hour. But I know that he's coming soon because of the calamities and everything going on around us and because of what the Bible says about the end times. And I know he doesn't want one of his children lost. 
You're a child of God. You have been handcrafted by him personally. You have been stamped by his approval. You are dearly loved. You are so loved that he sent his one and only son to the cross. Amen? Amen. That's how much he loves you. I can't even compare how much God loves you. I can't even fathom the love of God for you. The two men on the way to Emmaus urged them. They still didn't know it was Jesus who was walking with them. They urged them, said, stay with us, for it's getting to be evening. Stay with us. It's still Sunday, but stay with us. And when they were at the table, when he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it, and he began to give it to them. He said, suddenly their eyes were opened. Suddenly their eyes were opened. And Jesus disappeared right there in their presence. From their sight. And it said that their hearts started to burn. That their hearts started to burn. And they looked at one another and said, did you feel that? Did you feel like you're... Your heart was burning. I'm going to tell you, when you get in the presence of God and you surrender your life fully to God, your heart starts to burn. You feel that presence of God in you and your heart burns. And it's a good burning because you long for that place to be with Jesus. That you want it wherever you go. And I have to ask for forgiveness because many times, every, every day, I get out in the world. And I'm, I'm, I know that I'm not supposed to be part of the world, but every day I get out in the world and I go to work. And I pick things up and I think of things and pretty soon I'm so focused in and tunneled in on the one thing that I'm supposed to do that I lose track of the whole picture. I lose track that the Jesus... I left them back there, back at the house, when I got in my truck and I took off to take care of this problem or that problem. Or when I got to walk a horse at 4.30 in the morning up and down the parking lots or check on them. Or yesterday when I'm like, God, I need to be down here in the church. And I'm up there, I'm getting angry because I'm walking a horse. And I'm trying to get him to trot. You know what it's like pulling a 1,200-pound animal in your own strength? It's not too, you're not too effective. And I'm a 230-pound man. And I could pull, I tried pulling that horse. He's still got his own pace, no matter how hard I try. I had to ask forgiveness. God, forgive me. I'm getting angry doing it. And the angrier I get, the harder I try. Does that sound like a lot of you guys? The angrier you get, the harder you try. It's like, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. I'm never going to quit. I'm up there and I'm walking a horse. I'm, man, I'm, I'm never going to quit. Come on, John, let's go. I'm not quitting. Come on, you're not quitting. 
Horse still won. But Jesus disappeared right in the presence of them. And their hearts burned. Their hearts burned for him. And what did they do? They got up and they started headed back to Jerusalem. It said they were about eight miles away. I bet you they made it back to Jerusalem to the disciples in record time. I bet you their hearts were burning. They couldn't wait to get back and tell them, we saw him. He was here with us. When he broke the bread, our eyes were open. And I couldn't believe it how I fell inside. My whole body burned for the presence of God. I had hope again that Jesus was alive. And he's alive and he's real. And I just can't believe it. And he said to us that the prophets prophesied that he was going to raise on the third day. But we forgot it. But look, and he's here. He's here. Believe it. Thomas was still a doubting. The apostles were besides themselves. They didn't know what to do. They were talking about Jesus, it says. Then all of a sudden, they think they see a ghost. When he appears to the eleven of them. He said, he goes, I'm not a ghost. Look at me. I am flesh and blood. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Look at my side. He said, then he says to them, touch me. Believe. Touch me. Believe. That's what Jesus wants us to do is reach out and touch him. Hold on to him. And don't let him go. He says, just touch me. Just get into my presence. I'll burn all that dross. I'll refine you with fire. I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You just seek my face. Seek me. Seek me. He's looking for a people that will seek him. That will reach out and touch him. He says he will never fail you or forsake you. That's what he told Joshua. I'll never fail you or forsake you. I will be with you always. Even to the very end, he said to his disciples. I'll be with you to the very end. Right up to your last breath that you take here in this world. Right up until the last vision of your eyes. Jesus said he'll be with you. And then like the apostle Paul says, he goes, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So in a twinkling of an eye, you're going to be in his presence. That's going to be an amazing day. He says to him, look at me. Look at me. Sometimes I got to tell that to my kids and grandkids. Get their attention. I say, look at me. Look at grandpa. Focus here. Come on, pay attention. Jesus says, look at me. Touch me. See me. He says, everything was fulfilled in the law of Moses. That's amazing. How many laws are there? 613 laws. Everything was fulfilled in the law of Moses. Moses. 
Everything. Jesus fulfilled them all. There was no sin in Him. Everything was fulfilled in the book of the prophets and the Psalms, He said to them. And then He opened their minds so that they could understand the Scriptures that He told them. And he said to them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name, in Jesus' name, to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And he says to them, you are the witnesses of these things. It's Sunday. Our Lord has risen from the dead. He has stripped Satan from his keys to hell. And he has robbed the grave. Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Thanks be to God, our Lord and Savior, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid of death any longer. He led captives in His train when He arose, the Bible says. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. And he sent us power from on high. It's called the Holy Spirit. To clothe us. To speak to us. To be with us. To guide us. To be, to be a light for us. And he said to him, Go into the whole world. All the world. To preach the good news. To all creation. Preach the good news to all creation. That's everything. Preach it to the hills. Preach it to the dog. Preach it to the cat. Preach it to the neighbor. Preach it to all creation. Amen? Amen. Preach it to your loved ones. Let your heart burn. As the apostles did when they spoke with them. It says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe will be condemned. And he said, and these signs shall follow those that believe. He said, they will accompany those. I like that word, accompany. That means they're going to follow me. They're going to be with me. They're going to be my company wherever I go. He said they'll be able to drive out demons. They'll be able to speak with other tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. At all. They will place their hands on the sick 
and they will get well. That's what the Bible says. That's what I believe. Amen. He's alive and well. And he's burning. Amen. He's burning for his creation. He's burning in his people that are seeking him. He's looking for followers. He's seeking them out. He's saying, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God's alive. Alive and well. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to close with Numbers 6, 24 through 26. I've been praying it over the church and the people for a long time now. And I'm going to continue till the Lord tells me different. Before I do that, if any of you, any one of you, that doesn't know Jesus, but wants to know Jesus, that wants to have an intimate relationship with Him, that even wants to recommit your life to Him, then I'm welcome to pray for you. I'll be glad to pray for you. I'll be honored to pray for you. It's the most important decision you can make in your whole life. The most important decision I ever made was accepting Jesus. God will change your life dramatically. He wants to habit He wants to habitat with you. He wants to be with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to love on you. Amen? Thank you, Lord. But if you feel that unction of the Holy Spirit pushing you, don't delay. Don't put it off. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all just stand? If if you can, if you can't, you can stay seated. That's fine. If you can raise your hands, that'd be great. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this great day that you've given to us, Lord God. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I pray that, Lord, that you would bless your people today. Lord, I pray that anything that was of you would stick to our hearts and anything that was not would fall away. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, that you would be, you'd bless us, that, Lord, you'd make your face shine upon us, that, Lord... You'd be gracious to us. That, Lord, you would turn your face toward us and that you would give us peace on all sides. And, Lord, let us not forget all that you've done for us. Lord God, help us to live holy, wholeheartedly for you in all that we do. And I just pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said?
Amen.